Today's episode is brought to you by Progressive, where drivers who save by switching save nearly $750 on average. Quote now at Progressive.com. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. National average 12-month savings of $744 by new customers surveyed who saved with Progressive between June 2022 and May 2023. Potential savings will vary. The Fable and Folly Network supports creators of exceptional audio stories, including the one you're listening to right now. If you love our shows, we want to hear from you. Complete our listener survey at fableandfolly.com survey. This will help us learn more about you, what you like, what you'd like to hear more of, and how we can maintain an inclusive, safe atmosphere. As a thank you for your participation, we have extras and behind-the-scenes content from your favorite shows. Fans make the network what it is. Thanks for listening, and we can't wait to hear from you. Find our listener survey at fableandfolly.com survey today. Welcome back to Curse, Code, and Crown, a live play Dungeons & Dragons 5th edition podcast featuring a fully original world and campaign. I am the wizard Cronox, observer of time. Curse, Code, and Crown features our regular voiceover artists and improvisers, Laura Hamstra as the Orc Countant Ida and Princess Gwendolyn. Tyler Hewitt as Maka Deathcap, and Ryan LaPlante as Duncan Kindano, alongside our dungeon master, the incredible Tom McGee. So get ready for an adventure including thrills, chills, and hope for a brighter tomorrow. It's time for Curse Code and Crown! You have arrived in the realm of the Storm Giants, um, having taken a... Uh, Small gondola pod up from uh, the Spiros Observatory. Uh, you've arrived at what has been described to you as Nimbus Station. Uh, now, Kudo the pupil did warn you to to not linger here, that this was a place of death. And seemingly his words um, have already proven true. As before you lies the massive dead figure of a giant. Um, they are long dead, uh, somewhat desiccated, um, and uh, have, have clearly been here for some time. Um, stretched between the, the massive buildings on either side of you is a, a banner saying, uh, a Welcome, Ambassador Dano. Um, and to the left and right, you can see um, uh, large um, uh, carts carrying more of these barrels that you saw in the uh, in the, the pod. Um, the barrels themselves uh, seem... To just be a couple of leftover ones similar to the one you found uh, cracked and uh, seem to have spilt their their substance under the ground. Um, Duncan just looks up at the banner and just says, what in the absolute fuck is going on? Well, it would seem that uh, Duncan the Mystic, uh, uh, Daniel the Mystic, uh, visited here at some point and there was a welcome party. Okay, uh, you, and this no, is not you. Not you. Maka, do you have anything for me that's useful? Udo spoke ill of Dano. He said he was a fraud. Kudo. Who's Kudo? The crystal man. He said bad things about Dano. Everyone's saying bad things about Dano. What did Dano do? Uh, it's just, this is like for him, you've been named after an uncle that you thought was amazing, now you're finding out he's a dick. 
He called him a deceiver. It could be that the deception is here, a welcome banner amidst death. Shite. All right, then he'll turn back, Tom, so I didn't mean to cut off your description. If you got anything else we'd notice, please share. Um, that's it up front. I mean, again, the giants, I mentioned last time that I think that they were 30 feet and I got that wrong because I did some math on the break. <laughs> they're, um, they're probably, uh, closer to 20. So, uh, the, the sort of size of two, two tall humans, um, two 10 but, foot tall humans. <laughs> well, like two, six foot humans in a bit. Um, yeah, I guess three, I don't know. Three. Fuck it. They're 20 feet tall. Don't worry about it. Um, <laughs> You know what? You guys can plan the next giant surprise, and uh, you, you get back to me on the math. On giant that surprise! We'll I feel uh, hit pretty good. Great, I feel, good. Yeah. Well, I'll it, check it my looks, figures next time. It looks different heights depending on where you are relative to the corpse. You know, that's also going to be important. Yeah. Also, as we know, you can see a two meter person and be like, "That person's two meters," but as soon as you have to distance two meters horizontally, it all goes out the window. Yeah, you have to push that person over. Yeah. It's the you only have to way. ask that person to lie down. <laughs> yeah, it's a exactly. hundred and fifty <laughs> meter tall, two meter man. Yeah. So, um, in any case, uh, large but not like holy shit. Like not not we're not talking like Godzilla here. We're just talking uh, large enough that it's it's impressive. And as a result, the buildings around you are to a similar scale. Um, the space looks um, from what you can see from here. Um, a little bit like, uh, actually, um, Duncan, it reminds you of the uh, the town square of Orvel. Um, it seems to kind of have that vibe. Um, it seems a small space. Uh, everything is kind of driven towards the center. Um, there is a, a massive um, uh, circular structure there um, that, uh, or sort of the, the front side that you can see at least is circular, looks to continue on. Um, bit of like a grand hall vibe. Um, so, uh, seemingly kind of the center, literally and figuratively of town. Um, there's the, uh, the tram station behind you, um, and to your left and right, um, massive buildings beyond you. You can see other smaller buildings, uh, not in terms of their, their scale, but in terms of the, the general size of them that, uh, remind you almost of like, uh, again, if you were in a town square, almost of, um, small stands and kiosks, um, and, and kind of like what at a glance looked to be small shops, um, uh, from where you're standing right now, again, blue skies, you're clearly very, very high up. The air is thin. Um, it's a little bit difficult to breathe. Um, but, uh, you do not see anyone. Uh, you do not hear anything. There is, however, a trail of blood, uh, that, uh, Sylvia has left that is, uh, slowly sinking into the cloud, uh, the cloud floor. <laughs> Ida, Ida just stomps her feet, like, into the floor. And they- I don't, um, this should not be possible. It's like I, stepping I on not, moss or loam. There, Duncan is, draws his sword and pistol, but steps away from Ida where she's stomping because he has the same <laughs> lack of faith, but does not want to be near her if she figures out how to break it. Yeah, it, uh, it, it feels like walking on a bed of moss or, or loam or like wet wet sand. Like you, your feet sink and Ida, as you continue to stomp, like there's no hard floor to this it's not like you know oh it's buried just under like under the you know rubber mat there's concrete but um by the same token it doesn't feel weak like you can just stomp your foot kind of continues to sink down but seemingly there's a lot of space for your foot to sink i do not understand what we are standing on look on the bright side we don't have to stand on it terribly long if we go catch sylvia tome the science gnome so let's just fucking do our job and get out of here 
Baca moves forward. Duncan will fall. Enough? Like, Duncan's on board, yeah. Right. Um, are you stealthing or are you just kind of moving at pace? Stay Maka, within 30 feet of Maka. Yeah, <laughs> That's Maka what it is, would, right? be, <laughs> would be attempting to, to um, follow the blood trail um, mm-hmm. to get a glimpse of Sylvia, like hopefully, and then kind of try to sneak from there. Basically. Yeah, I think it'd be a, a combat sneak, if that makes sense. <clears throat> sure, Playing yep. the angles in the corners, but not like tiptoeing ultra sneak. Yeah. Hmm. He cool. doesn't want to sacrifice speed. Okay, fair enough. Um, so given Maka's spell, I'm not going to make your roll for that. I think that just is a thing you can do. Um, you make your way forward. Um, and uh, as you as you edge kind of into the uh, following the trail of blood, um into uh, the town, you, you find it, it veers off uh, almost immediately. Um, you follow the trail a little ways and uh, seem to be approaching uh, a building in the um, southeast corner of, or sorry, southwest corner of uh, this sort of town square. Um, it's a massive um, sort of, almost looks like a temple to your eyes, but a massive sort of square building, big pillars out front. Um, and atop its domed roof is a, a massive metallic lightning bolt. Um, looking from it to the others, uh, to the north northwest, uh, you can see drops of rain in metal above a similar building. Uh, mm-hmm. To the uh, southeast, a uh, massive cloud. And um, your, your view is blocked of the, the northeast, but you imagine it's probably a similar building. Um, the blood trail uh, approaches this and then seems to veer off uh, away from it uh, as though uh, Sylvia changed her mind. Do you choose to enter the building or do you continue on? Duncan's a bit of a bloodhound, so I think he'd just want to keep pursuing the the trail. Yeah. I mean, if anyone's got answers, it's Sylvia. <laughs> uh, sure. Yeah. Maka would also only really be interested in following this blood trail. From where you're standing, uh, you can see inside the building, uh, the doors are open, uh, and you can see other bodies um, strewn about. Giant bodies? Yeah. Okay. Um, you continue uh, following the blood trail through the, the square. You do find a few other bodies. Um, can uh, just I know you're not actively investigating these. You want to roll me a perception as you kind of go by? That one. I can add a modifier if you want, but that one. It's all good, man. You cut out your eyes, Oedipus style. <laughs> 18. 17. There you 17. go. Those are, those are the numbers. Um, you, uh, both of you notice that um, a lot of these bodies, uh, there seems to be uh, either a, uh, a wineskin or um, a goblet uh, near their hand. Uh, they were poisoned, I suspect. I was wondering... How could Sylvia or someone kill so many giants? But I know this was done by somebody else in the past. Let's not think too much about it. We got something to do. We don't need to think about this too much, says Duncan, oh. as he's just trudging forwards. Like, <laughs> like, are the corpses old? And she goes to see if they're like, I don't know, desiccated. They like, are, yes. Old? Yeah, yeah. These oh, are, they're these old. Are old. Yep. Ah, I see now. Investigation complete. Yep. <laughs> Case closed. Yeah. <laughs> um, Looks like these bodies died a while ago. <laughs> 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 yeah, it's, it's not even puns. It's just facts. 
Yeah. Just straight facts. <laughs> when there's so little to say, that's all I've got. <laughs> well, I mean, you already stabbed a guy through sunglasses, so we're, we're kind of done with sunglasses now. Um, all right. So uh, you continue to follow the blood trail uh, further uh, towards the um, – you can tell it's now moving towards the, the center of um, of the, the station. Um, and uh, sure enough, this kind of central uh, space uh, looms large uh, up ahead of you. Um, the front doors are, are open uh, a crack. Um, they are large, as you would expect. Um, but uh, yeah, this definitely feels like uh, sort of the the central location. Um, how do you approach the doors? This, I think, would be a stealthy approach for Maka because it's the first kind of, we're no longer in the open and the trail leads through these doors. So the potential for alerting Sylvia that we're that we're here is is high. So yeah, yeah. she's had traps before, so we don't want to get like fucking blasted or something. So yeah. Ida is no longer here. tramping into the clouds. Cool. Or uh, whatever I, they may be. <laughs> they're clouds. Uh, can I get a stealth check? <laughs> that they've always been clouds. She just didn't like it. <laughs> so exactly. For Maka. Ooh, seven. Yikes. So 17 Bad. for you. Oh, yes, of course. Ha-ha. 21 for Duncan. Right. Um, all right. Yeah. So you're able to um, stealthily approach the doors. Um, there are no visible traps. Um, there is a, a, a small gnomish blood smeared uh, handprint on mm. uh, on the open door. Um, so clearly Sylvia came this way, but uh, it seems she has not dropped any traps. Uh, you also see a, a, a smoking cigarette butt slowly uh, sinking through uh, through the cloud. It's like it's smoldering. Yeah, and it's it's been sinking for a while, but slowly oh, because okay. I was gonna say if it's still hot, it'd be like she's close. But if it's been a while, it fine. is still smoking though. But it's <laughs> well, just been there for a while. Yeah, so just like keep it smooth, keep it focused. No loud conversation. Let's do this. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Duncan will just stealth through the door, like yeah. Uh, great. A um, there's the crack of a of a sniper shot um, that misses you by quite a large margin because you were stealthing through, but the minute someone appeared, um, the the shot fired off. It echoes through the hall. Uh, this thing is like a massive banquet hall, um, but on on a giant mm. scale. So in a lot of ways, it feels like an oversized cathedral to you. Um, the uh, the shot um, hits uh, hits the the door that's like open. Um, and you just hear the echoing uh, snarl of uh, Sylvia as uh, she begins to reload. Okay, so what does the full room look like, just so I can figure out exactly what my reaction is? You're in a, um, what looks to be, again, kind of a, what to your I think would look like a weird cross between a, a church cathedral and a mess hall. Um, there's okay. a massive central table um, with, with chairs. Um, there are... Um, uh, sort of tapestries of various weather effects um, hung uh, sort of between windows that cast uh, beautiful natural light through in, in stained glass. Um, there is a, a sort of a, a must to the air, um, uh, sort of dust mites floating through the uh, mm. uh, through the, the light cast from the stained glass. Um, in a lot of ways, this almost feels like a mausoleum. Um, the air is very still and has that kind of it's, there's no like fresh smell of death, but um, a lingering uh, sort of ancient scent of, of rot and and uh, and must. Um, 
The table is lined with chairs uh, that have um, giants in them, some on the floor, some uh, slumped mm. over the table. Um, the remains of a, a feast that you could kind of barely see from the ground. Um, there are uh, servants, uh, giant servants, um, slumped against uh, various pillars um, and uh, some general chaos and serving uh, carts have been knocked over. Uh, from a tactical perspective, this is unfortunate because there is a fuck ton of cover and because of the amount of echo in here, you have no way of knowing where the shot came from. Um, so Sylvia is hidden somewhere in this banquet hall uh, and we got ourselves a sniper fight. Uh, so there is cover for you to take. There's also kind of the, you can think of this as like central table line of kind of decorative pillars and then kind of a, a, a space between the pillar and the wall which is where you'd set up serving carts and that sort of thing. So the servants can set through the pillars and deliver and then disappear back into the wings uh, until they're ready. Um, in the wings, you have dead servants and overturned carts. At the table, you have uh, chairs uh, and corpses. I think Duncan would take the closest piece of cover to the front of the entrance and be like, all right, friends, got ourselves a nice sniper hunt. Uh, if we all stick together... We can try to stealth between these bodies, advance through the chamber, and figure out where she is by process of elimination, and hopefully not die. Anyone have a better idea? Because I admit, it's not the best idea, but it's sort of what I've got. Mm. Feeling that I will volunteer as decoy, as Ita has keen senses, and you, Duncan, are deadly at range. All right. So we're saying we'll send Maka forwards. Ita and I'll keep an eye out and hopefully spot the shooter before they shoot. Correct? Yes. Again, I offer this as an alternative or contingency. It is more active. And I have to admit, uh, he's like crunched down with like <laughs> his back to it, clearly using, I think, a full storm giant body, just being like, my plan wasn't really better than this. Uh, I was just sort of locate, and we get shot in the process and don't get to shoot back. So I think Maka might have this one. Ita, are you ready for this? I, I suppose. Hmm. All right, Maka, count down from three, and then make your dash, and we'll try to cover you. So be it. Three, two, one. And he raises his shield and, and runs out. Great. Um, so, Maka, you, you, you bolt out of cover. Um, yeah, sprinting, and I think um, it's that that horrible tension of knowing that someone is like drawing a bead on you uh, as you do so. Um, and what is your plan? You're running towards the table. You're running towards kind of where where you think uh, she might be, or is it just literally I'm going to sprint from cover to cover to try and draw fire? Maka wants to dash, so he wants to be kind of in the open, basically to be like as tantalizing a target as possible. But his uh, is his goal is to end this. Sprint uh, at cover again. Yeah, sure. So basically, maximizing his time in the open by running greater distances, but finishing in cover. Okay, great. So I imagine like Ida's doing that kind of like backwards, like sideways glance over the cover <laughs> to try to like look out and see you. See, yeah, yeah. yeah get, get a glimpse. <laughs> yeah. Duncan will play the storm giants like between shoulder and head neck bit as his aiming point. <laughs> so he's still heavily in cover, but trying to cover. There, there. I think the hope is that Maka's grand move closer is more likely to a flush Sylvia or get close. So yeah, there's risk to us, but the theory is he's a bigger target. 
Okay, great. Um, Maka, you take off running, um, fully expecting to be shot at any moment. Uh, no shot comes. I I continue. Yep. Again, you make if, it to if we're rolling initiative, that is my turn every turn until she fires a shot. Okay. Um, so you run to cover. Nothing happens. Uh, you'd be in a second sprint. Uh, this time, uh, there is a shot. Um, oh, man. Uh, okay. Uh, it misses. Uh, it pings off of um, like a, an overturned cart near you, which, of course, is like small building sized for you. So pretty good cover. Um, Ita and Duncan, as the observers, can you please roll me uh, either perception or investigation? I'll roll an investigation. Perception for me. 25. Sorry, what did you roll, Ida? I got 25. Okay, I got a 9. So, Ida got the good number. Yep. (laughs) Um, Ida, you see the the shot ping off the cart uh, and uh, where Duncan is looking for a head to shoot uh, you quickly triangulate the angle. Um, and uh, it is uh, odd to you because it missed Maka, but based on a quick kind of estimation of other angles, there doesn't actually seem to be any odds that it could have hit Maka. Like, none of the angles on the shot track with hitting Maka. It would seem mathematically impossible to hit Maka with that shot. Okay. So, am I like, they were aiming to miss? Are you, what are you saying? I heard you mumble to yourself. I am, I am confused. This is... I did not. Okay, faster and more not, decisive. Perhaps, it's a war Perhaps zone. she was not aiming at Mark. I do not know. It is not a logical shot. All right, let's find out what happens. Mark, I count to three before you run the next time. <laughs> and Duncan is also going to run this time when he hears three because he wants to see what will happen. Okay. He'll go to the other side of the room so that they won't be like lining sure. up on each other. So say but... Mach has been making his way to the left side of the room. You'll just run to the right uh, yeah. into the wings. So from main space to wings, um, just for, for visual sake. Um, all right. So the count of three is made um, and you both take off running. Um, this time, uh, Maka, you are hit. It is unfortunately a crit. So... Uh, that is uh, 14 points of damage Thanks. as uh, the uh, the bullet wings you, um, causing you to, to kind of stumble. Um, Ita, can you roll perception? Yeah. To see if you were able to figure out where that Oh my be. god, that was so close to a nat 20 that became a 2. That's 4. Uh, can I roll one as well, Tom? Because, I mean, <laughs> Duncan would be looking. You I don't can know. roll at disadvantage because you're also sprinting. I feel yeah, like yeah, I th- I think that's reasonable. your natural instincts of trying to get to cover will outweigh your, your perception in this particular instance. Uh, 17. All right. I rolled a nat 20 and a 15, so I'm huh, still happy nice. with the trade. Great. Um, yes, uh, you definitely caught, uh, for the first time, uh, the glint of a scope. Um, at uh, at the far end, um, it seems to be behind uh, the 
northeast um, table leg uh, at the the top of the room. So you guys are at the south end of the room. Uh, she's firing from the northeast table leg. And he'll just yell to the room like, shooters behind the northeast table leg. We must close distance. And Maka is up and running again. Like, like he takes the shot and like gets up and is, is running. Uh, Duncan, I think, needs to get closer if he's going to get a shot on this. So he'll continue on his side of the table, but he's just trying to get as close to the table with this dash into cover as he can. So he'll run the moment he realizes Maka. The moment he hears turtle feet hitting cloud. <laughs> Is the floor cloud here or or uh, it no? Stone? Here it's paved. It's okay. like yeah. it's stone. It, it's a, the moment it's a fancy he hears building. Maka running, he's going to move on his side as well. <coughs> okay. Um, there's another shot. Um, this one uh, hits close to where the first shot hit. So Ita, in in observing this, uh, this one uh, pings off of uh, the same uh, serving cart. Uh, also, you do not see um, the flash of a of a scope. Um, I think, yeah, I just shout, there is, there appears to be another shot there. I, I don't, I don't know if there's another shooter, but other shots are being fired. It does not make sense. Thanks. <laughs> He's all ducking yells. How close are we to being able to see around or behind this table leg, Tom? Are we spotting Fortunately, it? it's 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 a while because uh, it is a giant table in a giant building. So this mm. is going to be about uh, three rounds of movement um, oh, under great. fire to to get within distance of seeing it. It'll take five rounds to actually get to the other side of the table. Yeah. Or like a few steps if you're a giant. Yeah. Uh, shit. There's not really a great plan for this. Maka, how are you holding up? Should we be sneaking or do you like this running thing? I am well, Duncan. Ah, fuck it, let's run. <laughs> uh, you just hear Sylvia yell, I like that plan! Uh, and she opens fire. Um, Duncan, what is your AC right now? 17. 17. All right, she will hit. Uh, oof. Uh, that is uh, 20 points of damage. Great. I will use my uncanny dodge. Um, Ida, yet again, uh, northeast table leg, sniper scope, flashing yeah. scope. Okay. Um, I think Ida will uh, be like to um, dashing to the east side of the room. Okay. Just like she, uh, whatever cover is there. There's uh, like... Like we don't need to hash out what each and yeah. everything is, but there's enough debris and people from like having yeah. fallen over that there's uh there's more than enough cover. Okay, she just wants to be able to to get some sort of eye on Sylvia if she can. Great. Um, all right, so um, all of you continue to move forward. Um, there is no additional shot this time. Um, and uh, so you've now reached the the midway point. Um. From here, you can kind of see the edge of the table leg. Um, there seems to be um, some kind of blinking contraption um, mm. uh, at its foot. Um, there is no Sylvia there. Um, you all can roll me perception. Actually, let's go with Maka. You're you're on the correct side for this. Four plus probably not enough. Uh, <laughs> eight, so twelve. 
12. Um, yeah, um, you, you can see, um, just kind of the, the shoulder of, uh, of Sylvia's unfortunately bad for hiding bright green, hmm. like lab coat and, um, skin suit. Um, so she's clearly moved to the Northwest, uh, leg. How far away is that? Hmm. Uh, two rounds of movement. As in 120 feet, like 60 feet, like dashing each time. Yeah. Big space, unfortunately. Okay. Okay. Just looking at a spell right. for my final spell slot. Uh, but uh, carrying on uh, right. and and running. Next round. Um, there are uh, two shots. Um, oh, uh, yeah, go for it. You're moving up. Uh, by, by next round, I mean like everyone is yep. shuffling forward. Uh, there are two shots. Um, Duncan, this time there is one that hits uh, far above you um, on the wall. Uh, you don't see a scope, um, but you think you can see uh, the muzzle of a gun um, just kind of uh, teetering off the northeast uh, corner. Um, and uh, there's a shot at you, Ita. Uh, what's your AC? 15. Um, the shot misses, but it was clearly targeted. It, like, punches a okay. hole through your, uh, like, through your your floppy hat mm-hmm. uh, as you you advance. Um, I think she she just yells back, like, a, like... Sylvia, stop and talk rationally. Um, and uh, she says, I've had more than enough of your theorems. This is not the... What? Um, all right, uh, Ryan, you want to do something. Oh, no, 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 no. I'm, I'm, I'm just thinking about things, but no, this is good. We're doing great. We just got to get into this fucking gnome. <laughs> <laughs> right. So this last time is we'll do this dash and then we're in range is the idea. Yeah. After, right. uh, after this yeah. final dash. So, uh, Maka, you had something you wanted to do. Yeah. I'm not in range though. So that's fine. Okay. Um, so, uh, this is going to be a very important role for Sylvia Tome, the science gnome. Oh, that's a nat one. I rolled three twenties on her shots with disadvantage, <laughs> leading up to this nat one. Um, <laughs> he uh, just yells. Uh, actually, you know what? You're right. This doesn't make sense. Um, but you know, I don't think I really have time for this. So you know what? I think it's time we table it. Uh, and then she pushes a button, and there's a massive kind of like. <laughs> And you see um, waves of energy uh, start to form uh, around uh, the table legs. Um, And uh, there's a pulse that starts to shatter them. uh, And you hear them creak and bend. uh, And you suddenly realize that if this thing goes down, that's a lot of table on very small people. Unfortunately, it then sparks uh, and shorts out. And uh, you hear like an explosion off one of them, uh, you hear a shout, and Sylvia stumbles away um, as as things spark and fire. Uh, and uh, it seems that uh, Ida was correct. She is, in fact, a hack. <laughs> as the, uh, the anti-grav devices she built uh, to thunder wave away the legs uh, falter, Maka, you find yourself within... That sweet, sweet distance you wanted. What do you do? Uh, at this point, it's mood. I wanted to cast fairy fire to just light her up like a Christmas tree. Mm. Um, but uh, 
she seems thrown. She seems she's had to stumble back uh, from yeah. these these things, and unfortunately, from the two mounted guns she set up. So yes, she is currently very exposed on your side. If she's in range for me to run up to her, I'd I'd run up to her and tackle her if I could. Sure. Uh, go ahead. So I roll a strength check, I believe, for grappling. Yep. Uh, 16. Uh, I rolled 10 less than that. So I think you win. Okay. Um, so you rush up and just fucking bull rush her to the ground. Um, and um, uh, as she goes down, uh, she uh, reaches up for her shoulder. Um, Duncan, you come around the corner running. Ida's a bit further behind because she started later. Mm-hmm. Uh, you see um, Sylvia reaching for her vest. What do you do? Uh, how far away from her am I, just for my brain? Uh, probably about uh, 30 feet. 30 feet. Uh, I will say if you're going to try and run up to her, she'll be able to pull the pin. But. Yeah, I think no. I got to try to shoot her, because um, I can't get there otherwise. So I, I want to shoot her in the hand, going for the pin. That's that's my goal. All right, eh. important important shot. Uh, I'm gonna give you disadvantage on this because it's a small fucking target. Fair enough. And I'm gonna spend a swashing point because this is a big fucking moment. Yes, sir. It is. Uh, it is a rather important moment. Yeah, the the world slows around him as he's raising Mister Bang. Yeah, I'm imagining uh, this is almost like a like a one of the agents um, running in slow motion while like sprinting while pulling guns. Yeah. Yep. All right. First shot of the two. Oof. Uh, Sixteen. 16 against Sylvia Tome, the science gnome. Sec, let me just get her stats back here. I had to click through so many stats today. Oh, 16 is on the money. All right, and that will do. Yeah. Uh, Five piercing damage from that shot. And the second will not hit, so... It was a two, so it wasn't a nat one. So I'm imagining I don't hit Maka, but no, the um, one bullet misses. The other one for five points of damage hits that sweet, sweet hand. Yeah, you you <laughs> blow her um, forefinger, middle finger, and thumb off, um, along with a chunk of her her palm. Um, the hand slaps, yeah, slaps against um, the vest. Uh, but when she goes to grip it, she suddenly realizes that those those fingers are missing, and she desperately tries to claw at it with um, her uh, ring finger and, and pinky finger. But by that point, Maka is able to to kind of I just like, close my hand around hers. Yeah, uh, and she lets out a like a scream um, of of like rage and and pain. Um, and, and Duncan will close in and cut her fucking vest off because that shit is fucked. Sure. Up. Yep. Fair enough. Um, Ida, you're able to close in as well. Um, mm-hmm. When all of you do, there's a massive like boom behind you as uh, her devices go off, blowing out all four table legs and the entirety of the slab slams down behind you against the ground, just casting like like dust and debris in all directions. And she just groans and says, that, that but sooner, you know? That, but sooner. You forgot yes, to carry I believe the one. this should teach you that you are incompetent and should not be doing what you are doing. 
I fucking hate you. You are the most annoying fan I have ever met, and you should probably go fuck yourself. The and feeling then, is mutual. I'm not a okay. Um, and uh, she she just turns to you, Duncan, and she's like, "So, Duncan, can handsome? You're gonna end me or what?" Well, here's the big question, Sylvia. We heard some interesting things from your surviving followers about your intentions here. What do you intend with this place, with your quote-unquote science? Okay, there's no quotes. It's just science. It's Not quotes. when you do it. When you do it, there are massive quotes. <laughs> <laughs> and actually, she kind of nods at that. And she's like, I do charge a lot. So you are technically correct. Oh, that's a fucking yeah. sweet burn. <laughs> what did what did they tell you? Who's left, by the way? Who didn't you kill? Well, there's Jill and Oh, of course it's Jill. Chris, I wanna say. Ah, I they, didn't really get his name. He's kind of a dick. Hey, did did Wesker turn into a monster and attack you guys? Well, he tried. Oh, all right. He's honestly, he's wanted to do that forever, and I told him it wouldn't work. And all right, uh, well, PhD revoked. Am I right? Okay. What did Jill and uh, what did Jill and Chris tell you? What, what was what was what's my grand evil machination? I mean, I'm I think you should tell us in your own words. Yeah, I'm more interested in hearing what you're actually doing. So, yeah, fine. I wanted to figure out how to fucking control weather. You assholes! Look at this valley. It's insanity. It just think of what we could do if we harnessed this. I mean, I don't know if you peasants know about the Ashlands. It's just dead space. Think of how many crops we could grow there. We wouldn't even have to deal with Bleen again if we had our own supply of that size. So yeah, we. I need it so I can grow some fucking food. But more importantly, I need it so that I can get a seat on the board. I know you people won't understand that, but it's it's important. And I fucking earned it. So I came here to steal some fucking weather tech. And now all this shit happened. So fuck me, I guess. What surprises me so much about this is that the results of the research you would be doing, if you succeeded, would be an incredibly noble cause, which I believe many people would be willing to support. And yet you go the way you go about it is horrific. Oh, uh, I'm sorry. Did you have a much better way to do this thing that you didn't know about until I told you about it? Because if you did, that's totally fine. You can absolutely make that judgment call. But till then, I figured it out. So uh, why did you kill the dwarves? I mean, apply for some grants. Like okay, ignore ignore that for a second. Sorry, Ita, just less for a moment. Why did you kill the dwarves? They said they'd give you the power you needed anyways. Uh, yeah, no, they, they did. And they were f- happy to power up the Acropic, and that was great. But they've been siphoning energy off the tower. There was no way of getting in here without cutting off their supply. They managed to tap into uh, one of the underground currents that it had been charging this thing for years. There was a reason no one could get in. There was no fucking power to any of the devices. And there was no way that they were going to let their precious Mounty Grout uh, go without just more of that tasty, tasty building useful energy. So, yeah, I had to cut them off rather dramatically. We didn't have a whole lot of time. Our ship went down. Our supplies were dwindling. And uh, quite frankly, I had to race you guys because I suspected once you got here, you would probably want it for your own weird purposes. You are less diplomatic than I am. And that is saying something. 
<laughs> At that, Duncan straight up laughs. <laughs> like, look, I killed your friends. Can you just fucking finish me off? I don't want to have to listen to this lady anymore. I'll make enough for a second. He just takes out. Oh, oh, so sorry. Oh, go ahead, me. Mike. Sorry. Mm. Sylvia. Mm. This endeavor of yours to restore the Ashen Lands. Mm. This was your ultimate goal, yes? A seat on the board is my ultimate goal. This was a means of getting there. But yes, I do want to restore the Ashlands. Hmm. Was blowing yourself up part of your plan to restore the Ashlands? Blowing myself up? Hmm. The, the vest. Oh. The pin. Uh, and she just nods at Duncan, and she's like, honestly, I'm just pretty scared of what this guy thinks he's going to do in the name of justice. <laughs> it's a beautiful name for uh, committing atrocities, isn't it? So, no, I figured it was easier to uh, to go and maybe take you with me. Because, um, honestly, after carry this... Carry on your very noble work. Hmm? Honestly, if I'm not here to reap the benefits, I really don't give a shit. Ugh. You remind me of my people. Uh, Duncan will just jam a like a piece of cloth in her mouth because he's he's had enough now. He's like, I think we can agree, friends. She'll share nothing. There's no decency in her. And if we were allowed to, to continue her work, she'd either betray the people helping her or do whatever she needed to gain power at the expense of the lives of the innocent. Correct? Agreed. Just- hmm. Uh and uh she kind of like slumps her shoulders and then just kind of shrugs and goes, mm-hmm. <laughs> Well then, Sylvia Tome, the fucking dead gnome, you're being sentenced for the murders of nine innocent dwarves and Stabo the Berserker, one of your own followers. The sentence is death. And the one thing I tell you is, if acts like this are what get people on the board, after we deal with you, the Apex Institute is next. Uh, And then he just runs his rapier through her heart, just bone sword through. Cool. Um... It goes through, um, and she kind of like lurches forward um, in agony, um, and kind of like as much as she can, kind of forces herself forward on the sword, um, and through her gag, just mutters, and then slumps on the sword. <laughs> Normally, I don't truck with this kind of language, but she really was a bitch. Uh, and then he'll just pull his sword out of her. Uh, and turn around and be like, all right, this is done. Uh, do we have some way to normalize the storms? Marcus? Yes. Something, something like a control room hmm? in the trail of blood Sylvia left behind. There was a moment of hesitation. She must have known she was being followed. Hmm? It was, I think, at that point she opted to create a trap instead of finding this control room. I suspect if we return to that place, we may find our answers. All right. Then let us return and see what we can solve of this mystery. Hmm. 
Uh, he'll also pat down Sylvia Nome because they don't know fuck all about the Apex Institute and whatever she's got has got to be interesting, if not useful. He'd send uh, Ida over to the like weird mounted gun things because those are a curiosity that for him may as well be a magic fucking spell because that <laughs> shit is beyond him. Um, yeah, uh, Ida, upon closer investigation, uh, it's actually a very simple trick. Um, she had to, uh, the her guitar clearly separates uh, into various pieces uh, and she'd rigged up uh, two guns um, and had just a piece of wire running between them. Uh, so the wild shots were clearly just like tugging on one, um, but she didn't have much time. At the time it took her to find here, she was already injured um, and she was spending most of her time setting up the uh, the bombs. So um, yeah, a cursory look. Uh, unfortunately, the guns have been destroyed by the, um, the, the table collapse. Um, the table is now like the, the lip of the table is probably, you know, four feet um, off the ground, but you can see the top of the table um, again, an, an ancient feast uh, long since long past the point of rotten decay. And now just kind of almost uh, petrified um, is, uh, is laying out. Um, you see um, a, uh, there's like large napkins kind of everywhere as well as very small napkins um, that you would recognize as uh, basically blankets uh, bearing the crest of uh, the House of Dano, folded over some of these napkins. Uh, they seem to have been placed on top decoratively in certain uh, seating places. Um, a bunch of the <laughs> a bunch of the giants have been snapped in half. Uh, a bunch of the chairs have been knocked out uh, as the table fell straight down. Um, so anyone who's still seated is is broken and and kind of uh, dusted. Uh, the air now smells uh, particularly uh, rank with uh, with kind of um, ancient dust um but uh yeah it was a simple enough contraption um ryan unfortunately don't find much on sylvia um most of the stuff she actually left in her her uh, quarters on the ship um you get the sense um just kind of with everything you know that odds were she actually intended to repair the ship to get out um yeah eventually once she had power uh, and power sources so makes sense that she travel light um but also she probably abandoned some stuff at the stone house um that was planned, but it was planned very quickly and with very few options. As seems to be the way with a lot of her um, her tricks, uh, it, there are a lot of them are just like traps of convenience. Like, what what can I do very quickly that will have the most effect? Um, so as not, much of a MacGyver as a Bill Nye, one could say. Truly, truly, yes, yes. Uh, it was her uh, her maiden name. Um, so uh, yeah, the. Um, uh, the room is yours. Uh, you can explore the space. You can move back to the temples. Um, again, based on your observations so far, and I assume waiting kind of tensely after the uh, collapse of the table, no one comes rushing in. Um, like there aren't, uh, you know, giant guards just storming, uh, storming in. So uh, you are left um, in a moment of 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 kind of vexation, uh, but also silence. Uh, standing here uh, amidst the dead, uh, both by your hand and uh, those long dead, um, alone in the graveyard of the storm giants, and still with an eternal storm roaring beneath you that you simply must stop. This 
This episode of Curse Code and Crown Sound was mixed and edited by Laura Hamstra, and the campaign was created by Tom McGee. Our original theme music was composed by Landon Noblock, and Curse Code and Crown's artwork was created by the brilliant Del Borovic. If you want to follow our players or our DM on Twitter, you can reach out to Laura at ELHamstring, Ryan at the Ryan LeBlanc. Tyler at Tyler underscore Hewitt, Tom McGee at McGeeTD, or you can message our whole company at Dum Dum Dice. So please join us again for more Curse, Code, and Crown! Dum Dums and Dice has to give a special thank you to the supreme beings of our Patreon at this time The Half Blind Prophet, Christopher Little, Sue One, George Dolby. Richard Cranium, Sammy Boy, Orion Birchfield, Scott Garland, Benjamin V, Gavin and Abby McDonald, Logan, Fire Unfriendly, Acrix, Grandma Likes D&D, Alan, Austin Nut Powers Fry, Stabby Stranger, Roman Brown, and Jill and Noel Laplante. If you want your name to be added to this list, you can join our Patreon too at patreon.com slash dumdumdice. Thanks to them, and a little bit of thanks to you. The Fable and Folly Network, where fiction producers flourish.